Hello and welcome to the Synthetic Podcast. I am your host, Synthetic. So this is going to be the last uh, little micro episode with the uh, post-op stuff. I I vaguely remember <laughs> recording episode 55 and 56. 55, I was trying to convince myself that I wasn't... Um, I- <laughs> I wasn't worried going into surgery. I don't know what happened this time. I completely unraveled. Uh, to give you like a quick like minute like synopsis of basically what happened going in and coming out. For whatever reason, even though I've had a BBL before, it seemed like everything about this BBL procedure was completely different. Everything. Uh, before and after. And... Like the first BBL that I ever had, everything was very, my memories, was very straightforward. Coming in, signing paperwork, getting the IV, blacking out, coming to, and then just being in pain for a few days. Like going home, just going straight home, being vaguely aware of where I was on the highway, just with the windows down. And uh, this time, when I went in, it was, uh, it seemed like everything was delayed. We got there, they started opening the door at like 5.45 a.m., and then it was like me, and then uh, the nurse that was just bringing people in kept just pulling people in from the parking lot, so by the time I was ready to go, there was already like six or seven people in the waiting room, and and keep in mind that everybody that had procedures done had at least one other person with them that had to be their ride home or whatever, because they'd take that uh, pretty serious, and uh, I went, you know, I... Uh, went back, signed some paperwork. I I signed like three separate things of like paperwork with like two different people or whatever, and it just took forever for me to get my IV, and then the and then the uh, nausea meds, and then because I was so anxious, I talked to the uh, anesthesiologist, and I was like, "Hey, can you give me something now?" And he's like, "Um, he's like, no, we want you to be kind of aware, so when you talk to the." Uh, Dr. Rezin, the the guy that's going to be performing all the uh, the surgical stuff on me for my BBL, the plastic surgeon. Uh, you know, you we want just to know that you have a, a clear, sound mind when you're asking everything that you want done, just to verify. And then, as soon as you're done with him, ask him to get me, and then I'll give you something. And that's basically what happened. But I, uh, after I got my IV. She she gave me the IV in the hand this time. Last time I got it in the uh, in the forearm, well, like the lower forearm, like near the wrist. That wasn't bad, but like just getting it in the fucking hand really sucked. And it's like it's very shallow right there with your skin, and I just that just drove me nuts. And uh, she kept accidentally like tugging on it, like uh, trying to set up the rest of my IV, and I was just like, fuck, this sucks. And then she asked me if I wanted to watch like TV or if I wanted the lights off. And I was just like, no TV, can you just turn the lights off? And I just was like zoning out and kind of playing with my phone a little bit beforehand. And uh, then the anesthesiologist came in, then he left, then Dr. Resin came in. Then I asked for the anesthesiologist when he was done. He gave me something like a quick shot of a lot of whatever it was. And within 10 seconds, I didn't give a fuck about anything. And then went to the surgery room, moved over tables, and there was like a whole bunch of people in there. Last time I was in there, 
I only remember two people ever being in the room, the anesthesiologist and like the nurse that was dealing with me, uh, you know, prior. And then this time I just, I wake up and there's just like, you know, I'm just in fucking pain. <laughs> it was so bad. And all I can remember before I even open my eyes is like, no, it's okay. Sit down. It's okay. No, it's okay. Relax. I just couldn't. I was wigging out. I was just like, I just want to leave. I just want to leave, please. And they they could see that I just wasn't, I didn't want to stay. And they're like, all right, let's just, we'll try to get you dressed and get you out of here. And it was a rough two days. And I think I recorded, um, what is it, episode 56? So, yeah, it was like uh, August 1st. So it was like later that day. And I did like a nine minutes, 20 second uh, little recording there. And it sucked. It was a rough two days. The sleeping was so bad. I was so exhausted. Uh, kind of the way into it. Like maybe 12 hours into it. And then roughly for 48 hours afterwards. Every time I'd look in the mirror. It looks like I was turning into a zombie. The bags under my eyes were so dark. And so thick. It looked like I was getting sick. And I, I was just in such pain. I could barely eat. I could barely take my meds. I was like choking down the pills. And uh, all I was trying to do was just drink water. I wasn't even having my energy drinks. I don't think I had caffeine for like a day and a half. I was at zero caffeine intake. And I had these weird headaches. And for whatever reason, and now check this out. This is where it gets really weird. So the first BBL I had, my body was bruised and fucked up for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. But the pain wasn't that bad, okay? I don't remember being nearly a handicap. This time, the pain was nearly... It was, like, unbearable. And then I remember everywhere being stiff. And I had mentioned before, like, with the BBL, because they take fat from your stomach and all that stuff, and it drains down into, like, your fupa area and your dick, and you have, like, a bunch of uh, blood pulling in your balls and in your thighs. I could barely move my legs. And then for whatever reason, on the left side of my body, I had blood traveling all the way down to my calf. Um, but I did what the doctor said. They said ambulate between like every two and three hours. And basically that means walk around. And I gave myself little goals. So as soon as I'd, I'd walk out of the house at a snail's pace, I'd walk to my car, chill out on the, uh, on the trunk, and then walk to like... Um, off to my right, if I if I go towards where my buddy Mark's apartment is, I didn't go all the way that that, that far. That was just too far for me to walk. I'd walk to the the first set of trash cans or the uh, dumpsters, then I'd walk back. That was my walk, and then I I'd just be pacing around in pain because I don't I I don't like taking the pain meds. The they make the mental fog even worse, and I just hate that. And th- the thing I kind of like b- about being in pain is like I know where I stand in reality. I know that sounds really weird, so at most that I took with the Norco was like a half a tab. And even then I'd like crush the half a tab down even even more so it's like more of a nub than anything else. And I would uh, try to do that walk. So like the next time I'd go uh, on the walk, I'd walk like between the dumpsters and the next uh, thing of the mailboxes. Because I live in an apartment complex, so I don't have like a little mailbox like on my door. And these mailboxes are farther than my actual mailbox. And 
The next time I would try to make it all the way to the mailbox, then walk back, and then to change up my little routine, I'd walk to my dumpsters, then walk back, and then walk to my mailbox, and then walk back. And then I eventually, at night, um, because it became much cooler, I could walk all the way to the uh, entrance. And my my little complex isn't big at all. And then I'd walk to the other side of the entrance the opposite day, because it's like in a big U-shape. And... Uh, like on day three, I was able to walk like all the way around my little section of the complex because it's basically split into two. And I just started moving as much as I possibly could. I made a serious effort to stretch my legs, to to bend over, to twist, to do like little miniature squats, um, to do anything with my shoulders, with my abdomen. And like uh, almost immediately... All the bruising just went away. Like all the, the blood pooling in my dick and my balls and my fupa area and my stomach. The only signs of bruising that I have, I still have like a little bit left on my calf, like a tiny bit. It looks like I, I rubbed up against something hard. And um, a tiny, uh, a few tiny spots in my stomach. And then obviously like on my ass. And it's not even that bad. And uh, last time there was like no sitting our uh, direct contact on my ass for like two weeks, two to three weeks. But like the first week, because uh, I went in like the next Monday and he was like, yeah, you can start sitting normal. You can even start going to the gym. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, nothing crazy with your ass. You know, he got into detail about it because, you know, I did get work done on my ass. So to make the fat survive, you don't want to ruin any healing that your body just did with everything. And uh, as of like... Late yesterday, early today, my ass is softening up a little bit. And on top of uh, day three, I started to eat as normal. Um, that's just my my stomach was able to... I could take in food and just not feel fucking disgusting. I, I never got sick the entire time, so let me be clear about that. I took all my... Uh, oh, I didn't take all my meds, but I, I took the recommended doses um, for the um, antibiotics. And then on top of that, I also... Ever since day uh, day one, I started taking a bunch of different um, vitamin gummies. So vitamin C, multivitamin. Um, I don't know. Let's go over here and take a look. Like turmeric and uh, ginger. Um, these uh, vegetable gummies. Joint support. Calcium D and 3. Uh, glutamine. And then I also have collagen gummies. And then I have magnesium on the way. I'm, I got to get more airborne, uh, the vitamin C stuff. And then I've been taking fish oil on top of that. I don't know if that and a combination with moving around a lot plus a lot of water is what helped. But um, other than like, you know, just trying to to move around and not not sit for too long, I feel like a fucking champ. I feel really good. I feel really healthy. And then massaging my stomach after, um, you know, whenever I take my uh, my little waist trainer thing off, uh, I just, it's uncomfortable. It's not the worst pain. And, I, you know, I'm still going to say it, uh, laser hair removal on the upper lip still sucks. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, yeah, I've just, I, I, you have to massage the areas that have either blood pulling in them or areas that are under repair. And I've been doing all the things, and even even more so than last time. And I feel like I'm healing better and faster than I was before. I don't know if that's just me in my head or whatever. 
But uh, I'm feeling really good about everything. No regrets. And um, with uh, with all the fat removal that he did, he did the um, the bra fat area. So he didn't really go that up that up high on the back. And he did around my uh, the like the spare tire, so the stomach, the love handles, and all that stuff. And he added a little bit on the side of the butt and you, I could see, but I just wanted to ask him just to verify everywhere that he put fat. So he didn't, he didn't fuck with like, um, the higher, uh, the higher area on the hips. Like you see in some females where they have like a lot of fat and it, it almost juts out from like their waist. He didn't do anything with that. He just started to build on the side of the ass because like I have different anatomy. And if you haven't looked up any fat transfer procedures, Basically, when you're trying to build fat uh, in shallower areas where there isn't any, you can't just dump a whole fat and say it's going to be good. You have to slowly build out into certain areas. And that's what he did, and that's what I've seen in other videos and stuff like that. So everything looks fucking symmetrical. Everything looks good. He gave me the numbers. I think he added a little bit more fat into my left cheek compared to my right so they look much more even than they did before and i'm not saying that the any mismatching that was done before was his fault because when you're dealing with fat cells not everything can survive and plus with just how you are naturally you might just have either more fat or more muscle on one side plus how your bone structure is and like your your body posture and all that stuff so everything is awesome and um as of well today well yeah, as of today, I um, have been kind of shaving as normal. Shaving my stomach really sucked because uh, if you feel underneath your skin when you have a procedure like this done, it feels like you have some sort of bioware or some sort of cyberpunk implants underneath your skin. It feels really solid. Uh, what I feel under my skin does not match the same sensation when I'm using my fingertips. It feels like my body and my hands are completely separate. It's so weird. But um, yeah, no complaints. Everything is great with all that. Um, I just wanted to give you like a little update with how everything has been going. Uh, the sleep was horrible, but now the sleep is good because now I can sleep on my back. And I still, I still flip-flop, so I'll sleep on my stomach and then I'll sleep on my back. And it's just nice to have that extra option because when you're doing everything with your back muscles and like your neck to just hold you straight or up it, it it became exhausting like the first week it really did it really sucked um because and because i tried to maintain some sense of like a schedule i would just be exhausted all day because it took me a while it took me like three or four days to kind of get my caffeine intake back to where it was like roughly like a week before i had the surgery but I would just be like bent over my bed as to just be in a different position to give my back a break. And then because I was so tired, I would like kind of fall asleep and like jerk myself awake because I started to fall. And I'd be, um, I'd have like my left leg up on my, uh, on the edge of my bed or my right leg. And then I would just be all sorts of contorted and everything. Uh, but now we're, uh, we're on the road to recovery. Everything is golden. And as far as a few personal updates, I talked to Marie, the person that has been sending me a bunch of stories via email over the phone, um, and that was really that was really nice. I'm not going to share any email stories today. I just wanted to put one last 
micro episode out there, but I just wanted to shout out that I think I have three of her stories. Let's take a look here. And um, I've been holding on to one for a while because I don't know if any of you remember, but I was talking about doing a movie episode with my buddy Mark, and I think I kind of scared him off with all the details that I did for, for the movies that I mentioned. And I think it just seemed like a lot of work to him. So I was uh, I was holding on to a particular three-page email from uh, Marie with the story, plus like all of her favorite movies and everything. And I think I'm just going to share that the next uh, the next episode. So uh, next episode, you're going to have your intro music back. You're going to have updates and emails and stories, and. Um, I'm going to try to get Jeremy on the podcast. I hung out with him yesterday for like seven hours. And we we just were catching up with everything. That was super nice. But um, now we kind of have a little bit uh, extra details on each other's um, uh, personal life. And with some of the sexual stuff we talked about. And not, not in a kinky way, but we were just sharing details and stories about things. I'm going to try to get him on. Uh, my play friend my friend with benefits jason he might be on tomorrow i'm not sure when i'm going to release that and uh yeah so i'm everything's going to be back to normal in the next uh few days or so so again if you have any stories you want to reach out original sin 1369 at gmail.com i'll talk to you later sissies bye